Welcome to Show Me Your Mic, the podcast where I talk to other podcasts about the podcasts. I'm your host, Chris Enns. You can find Show Me Your Mic at goodstuff.fm slash smym or on Twitter at smym underscore fm. For this episode, I've got Carrie Halstead of I Guess You're, I Guess We're Grownups Now, a podcast hosted here on goodstuff.fm. We talk about pitching a show to a network like Good Stuff, recording a pilot, thoughts on women who podcast, and just growing up as a podcaster. My thanks to Campaign Monitor for sponsoring this episode of Show Me Your Mic. More about them a little later on. I'd also invite you to check out my Patreon page, patreon.com slash iChris, where you can support me along with a bunch of other folks who are already doing so in my efforts at being a professional podcaster of sorts. All right. Enjoy the show. So have you recovered from the Good Stuff Hangout meetup Friday I night? Did. I have. I, I mean, so. there's still a afterglow thing happening. <laughs> it's a good time. <laughs> aftertaste. <laughs> afterglow, aftertaste. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, was, I had a very fun time. Yeah, it was good to connect with um, some folks in real life. Yes. Who are listeners of Good Stuff. Mm-hmm. But there's, there's nobody, I don't think, that outright said they listen to this show. So maybe, which I'm not like deeply hurt by, I understand it's a particular niche area of interest but um yeah good to put some faces to ears or something Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) which is a probably a we don't have a lot of experience with so we shouldn't start talking about it right now but it's an interesting discussion to have for podcasts about the idea of um getting out of the basement so to speak and and going into the real world with your listeners and obviously being what it is it's hard to do when you have a worldwide audience potentially and maybe just two people in one city and right one person over here but and we don't live in a particularly big city either. No, exactly. So, yeah, when we say meetup, it was 10, 11 people. Yep. I think something like that. So, yep. um, so yeah, it's not like this huge, big, packed out pub or something that we were hanging out at, but um, two packed out tables. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, the, but the reason you're here is not to talk about meetups. You're here because you, you do a podcast here on Good Stuff. A little I do. A bit of cross promotion. Uh, but, uh, I wanted to have you on this show, well, since you started, but I wanted to make sure that you were, you know, got your past episode five. I don't know. I sort of the, the unofficial rule of, not that I didn't think you would, but <laughs> we are, we talk about podcasting a lot anyway. So it, but it, was, it just seemed natural to have you on the show, but then, yeah. Oh, well, I think it's kind of a, you know, a feather in my cap, a notch on my bedpost to like, <laughs> if you'll excuse the metaphor, um, <laughs> Yeah, to be on the show. I guess I'm a podcaster now. Hey, <laughs> nice you see what I did that? <laughs> so the, did I say your name of your show? You, you can say it now if you want. Uh, the show is called, uh, I guess we're grownups now. Yeah, and your byline or whatever. I don't know what that would, was the official word. Byline? Something, I get, a podcast about, the, start that again. Take two. A podcast about being the kind of grownups we want to be. The answers are better than the questions. I like that last part. That's really good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. That uh, was a line from a show when uh, when one of my uh, guests said, I don't know, did I answer your question? I feel like I'm not answering your question. And I said, don't worry, like the answers are better than the questions. It doesn't matter what my original question was because people just talk about whatever they wanted to talk about, mm-hmm. you know, wherever their brain takes them with, with the questions, just the trigger. I don't care if they answered or not. Yeah. Did that answer your question? No, that's good. That's better than what I was asking. So. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and you've covered like it's uh, a wide variety of folks. Obviously, it's sort of like an interview show with a, I guess, minimal interview and more discussion, right? Would be the yeah. I would call it a, a conversation show. 
um, we start with a topic usually, although not always. Some of the shows, some of the conversations have started just with um, getting to know the person. Um, all of the people so far are people I've known either from real life or from Twitter. And, and, Where and else that would you know someone tricky. from? Well, right. well, no, but, <laughs> but you interview people who you, you don't really, right. yeah. you've never met even on Twitter really before, um, you know, you've, you search out podcasters. I, I kind of like to at least know that, um, the person I'm talking to is at some point, um, on their curve of adulthood. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, it, it makes it a little tricky for, for booking guests for me because I need to have a theme and I need to be sure that the person I'm talking to will approach it from a grown up perspective, at least have some sort of adult insight into the topic. So I need to know them a little bit on a personal level, whether they're the kind of person who shares that kind of information about themselves on Twitter or whether I know them personally. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you do like you, you do sort of guide the discussion with a, a sort of general f- premise anyways, but then obviously things go wherever they go from there. But, um, it is an interesting idea to try cause it's, it's hard. A, a typical po- approach in podcasting is probably just you and a buddy friend, whatever would you might like some of the topics you're talking about, like, um, food, uh, retiring before you die. That's the name of the title. I, don't, I can't remember the total topic <laughs> throughout the whole yeah. show. Divorce, yeah. uh, IUDs, being a rock star, you know, um, civic politics. So it's not like, um, I forget where I was going now. I'm just thinking of these shows that you, I listened to before, but, um, but it's not like you could, you could just pick, pick those topics with a friend and just talk about them. And each episode would be the same two people or three people or whatever, but bringing on a guest each time is a unique challenge for you in preparing for that show. So how, how have you sort of focused on, or how, what processes do you, have you developed to prepare for a show like that? Where you? So I would say that, um, I am, that is the hardest part is lining those three things up. Um, having the person and the topic and making sure that the, um, the theme is adhered to the, the theme of adulthood and, and all the things I covered in my pilot episode talking about, you know, adulthood is, is a journey, not a destination. And, and, yeah, there are lots of themes, but um, sort of the repeated patterns that we talk about. So getting somebody who's willing to talk about those things on the air is tricky. Um, I've had a couple people turn me down. You know, I'd ask them, you know, can you talk about X on the show? Do you want to talk about X? And sometimes they want to, but I don't think they feel... Um, like they're the smart enough or the expert enough or whatever to speak? No, I think it's very personal in Mm. some cases. I mean, if I am asking them about depression or unemployment or like, I think there's ramifications beyond um, just the conversation on the podcast that they don't want spilling out into the real world. Like I was actually really surprised that um, Sheena wanted to talk about her divorce and having had the discussion with her, it's obvious that she is completely open about that and, and that so are her ex and her current partner. Um, yeah, they but, have a, but going into it, interesting um, yeah, totally. I mean, they made an album about it. Um, but 
going into it, I was kind of surprised. That was like my second episode that, um, not including the, the pilot, but, um, I was pretty surprised somebody wanted to come on and talk about that right away. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, so far the really good ones have just sort of landed in my lap. You kind of ask somebody, hope they say yes. If they don't, okay, you move on. Um, but that is definitely harder than coming up with the list of questions to talk about on the show. Like once you've got the right person and the right topic, the show writes itself mm-hmm. and you can fill it with, it's never a problem filling 45 to 60 minutes of conversation. Right. Cause I think the, the idea, like you said, of having somebody who you don't know, like, you know, of, or, you know, somewhat, but you've never, you know, in, like I think with all of them, I don't, I guess I, uh, you would know better. Than I, would. I don't know why I would try and tell you, but with the, with most of them, you haven't ever really had an hour long conversation. Maybe um, Todd Peters, I guess would be, he was a yeah. real life friend or whatever. Yeah, that's right. Most yeah. of them I haven't had extended conversations with. They're sort of internet acquaintances, I would guess I would call them. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, you don't know exactly. You sort of just put your trust in the podcast gods and hope it goes well. And so far I haven't had one that I've had to throw in the garbage. I mean, <laughs> people are great. People are interesting. I mean, it's awesome getting to know people through it and, and having these very interesting conversations. Yeah. Which is what I found with this show too, is like, there's the, the fear when you first start of like, holy crap, what am I going to talk to a complete stranger about? Right. But as long as the the basic premise of them able to communicate is met and, you know, and dialogue is met that basic premise, then in some ways it can be easier to have a complete or relative stranger on. Cause there's so many things that are open to talk about. Right. Whereas really- I don't think I will ever have my sister on partly because we use a lot of verbal shorthand with each other because we know each other so well, but also because, um, it would get so personal so fast and, um, and I don't think we could air that. So it, yeah, <laughs> the, the person, you know, at sort of arm's length is probably easier to get super honest with mm-hmm. at the right level of honesty. Yeah. Cause that's the other, um, sort of like with this show, the premise I have built into it and know that a podcaster is coming on who's comfortable sharing whatever they've talked about on their show. They're familiar with the idea that random people will listen and, or give them feedback, good or bad. Whereas you're in a sense with some of the folks or most of the folks possibly trying to convince someone to do a podcast, first of Mm -hmm. all, and that, yeah, and then be open enough to share these, you know, fairly personal at times, quite personal stories and anecdotes and and just life experiences. Um, And is there any uh, wisdom tips or whatever as far as that, just that process or, or have people been fairly receptive to the idea of coming on? I guess you said you had one. Yeah. Um, well, and I've had lots of people say that they would never do it. And I respect that. I, yeah. uh, the last thing I want to do is talk somebody into doing that, to into spilling their guts on my show. Uh, I'm not interested in trying to convince somebody to come on the show. <laughs> um, so it almost more surprises me when somebody says they do want to. Right. It's a, it, to me, that's a gift. When somebody says, I'll come on and talk about or I'll come on and talk about whatever you want to talk about. That's, um, that's awesome mm-hmm. to me. Yeah. 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 And there's, um, well, I was just thinking back to the meetup. I know we had, there's a couple of folks I was kind of joking with you about, um, saying, pointing out to these, this person or that person would be a good guest for your 
future show and there is like um possibly like that i don't know i thinking back on it now i feel a bit of that apprehension of like somebody telling me to talk to this person now and put on the spot of i put you on the spot i guess of like you may <laughs> you now have to decide and evaluate whether this person would be on your show or whatever um but uh it's interesting. There's there's a spectrum of whether how how good a person is as a candidate for a guest on my show. Um, from somebody like Kate Daly, who I connected with instantly. She's opinionated. She wants to talk on the podcast. We nailed a topic. The topic was, you know pregnant with opportunity, so to speak. That was the episode on birth control. Uh, um, to like, like, sometimes my husband will come to me and say, Oh, you should interview so-and-so or so-and-so said they want to be on your podcast. And I'm like, did they give you a topic they wanted to talk about? And he's like, no. And I'm like, well, what would I talk to them about? I don't know them. And, you know, I don't know. It's, it's it's really hard finding finding the right guest and the right topic is the hard part of my podcast for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's interesting. So you've got um, like I said, eight episodes uh, mm-hmm. out, one being the pilot, and I just wanted to, like that's something that um, you were one of the not, I don't know the, the first, but anyways, one of the um, at the beginning stages of good stuff. Um, one of the people who um, came to us, or I poked and prodded you to try and explore the idea anyways of doing a podcast and mm-hmm. you're a bit of the guinea pig as far as getting uh you know launching a new show and the whole process of us onboarding somebody or whatever the yeah technical term is but <laughs> bringing someone and that was um i don't remember if it was something you thought of doing or we suggested to you exactly it's certainly something we're doing going forward as far as having a pilot episode of some sort in a similar way to like tv shows uh, you know pitch a show or whatever to a to a network but um and uh, just talk to me a bit about the, so you chose in, in what you did and it was kind of like your pitch slash pilot was kind of just uh, laying out the vision for the show, right? Right. So I did a pitch, which is not, not a pilot, um, published. I yeah. uh, well, I did oh, yeah. both. Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. Right. So yeah. I did a pitch uh, back about four months ago, maybe five months ago. Um, and I used music I can't use on the show. Right, licensing. Um, let's yeah. talk about music later. Okay. <laughs> um, so, and and that was just, I mean, it was for the um, for the core decision makers of the network um, to say, yes, go ahead. You know, your mic's tolerable and your <laughs> speaking voice doesn't make me want to rip my ears off and your topic sounds interesting. Um, and I just sort of laid out in a very boring way, what my topics would be. And you guys thought it was great. So, so then I recorded a pilot, which basically did the same thing again, but for more, a more general audience. And it was, you know, production quality, I guess. Um, and that's my episode one. Right. And that's, um, the, it's something we've been at just to go a little bit behind the scenes or whatever, as far mm-hmm. as with good stuff, it's something we've been sort of debating and struggling with and, you know, figuring out what the best approach is. Cause obviously, you know, especially in a scenario where like with you, where you've never done a podcast. Well, sorry, we have done a podcast. You and I did a podcast before. Well, but you <laughs> but did were, all the hard work for it. I just right, showed up. And right. <laughs> Those are the good old days. <laughs> <laughs> um, which, uh, we did a parenting podcast that yeah. ran about 10 episodes, I think. But, um, so that's, I guess there was a bit of a vest or a 
knowledge ahead of time that I knew you would at least know how to talk into a microphone and and engage and use Skype and like because there's so many aspects to and maybe this is sort of the um, an under sort of topic I guess for this show of just like starting into podcasting because there's the technical stuff there's the you know ability to conduct an interview and and just talk with somebody whether it's interview or discussion and then just publishing in it and all the technical stuff that goes along with that side of of it so like yeah yeah um, and that's where I think doing a pilot slash pitch thing somewhere whatever way terminology we end up settling on is kind of ideal because it gives it's kind of like a little test in a way mm-hmm. uh, that mm-hmm. rather than just just writing up something which we also do for good stuff just like a, a rough sort of outline of what you hope to do and you know talking a bit of numbers and dollars and stuff like that but also show us that you need you can do this too like yeah. that's almost a requirement too I guess so yeah and for me recording the pitch uh, I thought was a good choice because it did give me a chance to like hook up my mic and get audacity running and and play around with levels after recording and things like that um gave myself confidence that I could execute on my plan um yeah yeah and you had um so when you did launch your episode one um the no (laughs) keep pilot pitch (laughs) the p (laughs) <laughs> the plot for uh, for your show and then you actually had um sort of in quick succession succession uh two episodes sort of right after that which um just talk to me a bit about like the the sort of common um known thing with podcasting is like just you know start it and get on a regular weekly schedule it has to be weekly it has to be this it has to be that um in order to be mm-hmm. successful or whatever and so mm-hmm. you had um I'm trying to do the math here, but within two weeks anyways, three episodes out the yeah. door, basically, give or take. Yeah, right. Um, and so talk to me a bit about just how that helped you get the show going, and then I can talk, I guess, on the good stuff side, what that meant. But So it, that was kind of by accident. That wasn't by plan. Um, I knew that I didn't want to dilly-dally between putting out the pilot and getting my first interview out because you need – sort of rhythm and, and momentum. Um, so, and, and two people quickly stepped up and said they would do an interview. So, so that just kind of happened. It was also, so podcasting isn't my only hobby. Um, I have two full-time jobs (laughs) and one of them is parenting, but yeah. Um, and then I, I also play soccer, which takes on average two evenings a week. Um, so, so podcasting, and I won't miss a soccer game to do podcasting. That, that's not my order of priorities. Whoops, Sorry. Wait. I know. Show's done. <laughs> <laughs> no. so, so I was in between soccer seasons at the time. Yeah. So it was, I had more free evenings to record and to edit And so I just decided, well, while I'm in this sort of downtime in my personal life, let's just get as much done as we can. So I put them out as quick as I could. So that worked out. It slowed down in the last month. Um, I just don't have free time. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I won't be the weekly podcaster, but I'm okay with that. And if I'm, and if you guys aren't okay with that, you can fire me anytime. (laughs) I dare. Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. So, no. so yeah, I mean, for me, uh, I don't intend podcasting to become my career. It, it is my hobby. And I think I've been upfront with you guys about that. Um, and, and I will keep putting out podcasts regularly, but it, for me, it's not going to be on a weekly rhythm for sure. Sometimes it'll be two in a week. Yeah. A lot of time it won't be one in a week. Yeah. And that's where I know from a, the Good Stuff Broadcast Network standpoint, there is some sense of an ideal sort of podcasty thing, mantra of like consistency is is um, the standard or whatever, and we need to do this every week. And that I'm of the opinion and the founders, owners, whatever, I think we all have a slightly different spins on the same, that same idea. I'm of the opinion of whatever you set your show out to be, just follow through with that. So if it's a mm-hmm. bi-weekly, if it's, if it's a bit scattered and, but it is like, cause you don't record live, I guess, first of all. So there's no like uh, date that right. people need to show up to be there for or whatever. Um, but. Well, and I think if you're the kind of person who, if you don't put one out every week, it really is going to fall off your plate and you'll never come back to it. Then you need to do it every week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not that kind of person. Things stay on my plate a long time if they need to be. Um, you just keep reheating the plate. Is what yeah. <laughs> well, no, or I'll put it in the Bad fridge metaphor. or the freezer. Right. <laughs> and when it's ready, when I have the time to eat it, I will eat it. Um, hmm. Metaphors. Weird, yeah. weird metaphors. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> now you're just thinking about supper. <laughs> and I think the other nice thing about what your show has going for it in that regard is that it's fairly timeless in terms yeah. of i mean not centuries timeless maybe but certainly uh you know there's nothing it's not like some apple news show or whatever any of that kind of stuff that uh, is common in podcasting where if you don't listen to it this week then you might as well you know right you can go back and listen to them and and we may have a few you know cultural references yeah that are timely but but not so much that you won't get the show and you know what and i think there is i mean i probably pay a bit of a price for not putting things out every week. There will be some people, some listeners who will drop off. Although I think I have quite a few iTunes um, subscribers, which to them, it doesn't really matter what day it shows up. I am not serial. Nobody is chomping at the bit to hear my next episode. (laughs) It's not like it's addictive. I think whenever it shows up in their um, iTunes, they listen and I really sincerely doubt that anybody is looking at their watch going, when's the next, I guess, for grownups coming out. Yeah. And that's the, that's always the thing I've sort of pushed back on too, with that idea of it being a weekly thing. And I think, I think you hit the nail on the head where it, it's as much for the podcaster themselves mm-hmm. to do it weekly to, in order to just keep doing it because eventually it becomes two weeks and then three weeks and then four weeks. And then pretty soon it's just done. Right. Um, and sit, and there's no closure too for the, the listeners that are there and it just kind of sits there because because you do have to go out of your way to unsubscribe from a podcast and right in general for me i know and each person is obviously different but um the more often the reason i would unsubscribe from a podcast is because they put out too many shows <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah so behind mm-hmm. and i feel guilty that i'm not listening or i'll just mark them as listened and and then just to catch up or something like that and so um yeah i think yeah. a quality show that's interesting to people like we said especially something like yours um, and so going back to what I started that original discussion with, um, you happen to release those three episodes in fairly quick, quick order. And on top of that, we actually happen to get featured 
or sorry, your podcast and uh, a couple other podcasts got featured in iTunes as well. And no warning or whatever, as most people have found out, like with iTunes, it's kind of just happens. Um, And so, which then gave, we were kind of all preparing for, you know, a couple, 50, 100 people might listen and, you know, Oh, I would have been delighted (laughs) with 50 people listening to my pilot episode. So when it clicked over a thousand. Yeah. (laughs) I fell out of my chair. Yeah. Yeah. And so even then, so just again, for podcasters who don't know, and maybe you're, you're thinking about starting something like this, like it's, I, in general, you kind of have to have set your expectations low to start because especially starting out fresh, new, even on something like a network, like good stuff, there's a bit of a, a bubble that, or uh, what's the word halo effect or, you know, where other listeners of other shows already will give you a chance just because you're already they associate mm-hmm. you with this network and stuff like that. And so, um, but yeah, to have that and even getting featured in iTunes sometimes is still just like a, a nice 200 listener bump, right? Like that's right. happened like, to us before in Good Stuff where a show The gets, second time Good Stuff got featured, I saw no bump at all. Yeah. Like, cause as a, when your show was featured alone, big bump, when the yeah. whole network was featured. And admittedly, I think your show was on the tail end or people had to scroll to see it. Yeah, right? to scroll to see it. Yeah. yeah cause, uh, but with, and then we were featured, that was on the homepage, like I think I've talked about on the show, homepage of iTunes or the podcast site section of iTunes anyways, um, which saw, you know, some shows huge increase, obviously. And generally, obviously, the more closer you were to the left, <laughs> not scrolling, I think probably yeah. is the, what happened. Artwork tended to be a big help there too, it <laughs> seemed like. Um, yeah. Talk to me about your artwork. Okay. So my artwork, <laughs> um, is, is a line drawing of a male deer with antlers and the concept for it was, uh, I needed something adult and I didn't want a martini glass because that's cliche and <laughs> it doesn't, I mean, it sort of pegs you as a drinking show. And while I love the alcohol. I don't think all of my listeners necessarily do. And I want to be sensitive to that. And I don't think, yeah, I want to do an episode on vices, but, but anyway, so I wanted something like what's adult, like what's, what's a symbol of adulthood. And I just came across the thought of, well, an adult deer has antlers. And so it's a sign of maturity. So I like Googled for pictures of of deer and found that one that I like printed it out. Oh, uh, like went high contrast and outline in Photoshop, printed it out, traced it, <laughs> took a picture of it, imported it into Photoshop, touched it up, added the title. Voila. Artwork. <laughs> <laughs> like I literally held it up to a window and like uh, the printout of the, of the outlined photograph and and traced it onto a new piece of paper and took a picture with my cell phone. It was, it was crazy. It was <laughs> best artwork ever, completely yeah. un, unprofessional. But I think people, I don't, I've never seen another piece of artwork like that in iTunes. Not that I troll at iTunes a ton, but, but I think it does stand out. There's something organic and, um, and friendly about it. And I think there's a, a wildlife uh, trend right now. People are into foxes and antlers and stuff like that. So I think it, you know, touches some of that. I don't know. <laughs> it, 
is not very professional looking when you look at it up close. The, the typeface is horrible, but whatever. Yeah. It's catchy. <laughs> Which the, again, the like conventional, like, well, especially even us, uh, good stuff. We're like, oh, well that's placeholder, you know, right. we'll, of course, you know, we won't, we won't tell Carrie no, but you know, she'll need <laughs> to get some professional artwork. And, and like you said, like certainly well, we could. And I agreed. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah, like whenever you guys want to fork over the money to jewelry for artwork, like replace it. Yeah. But now it would have to have a deer with antlers. In it. Yeah. And there's certainly like, you could make an argument. I would, I would think from a design perspective, there's, there's elements that we could improve on, but keeping the original spirit of it and all that kind of stuff. And whatever yeah. that's, Oh yeah. We, we haven't had those discussions, but, um, oh. It's obvious to everybody looking at it. Yes. But I think that's the thing that's, um, and it's a, cause we would have said to you, we probably did like, like I said, you know, that's placeholder, you know, by episode two or three, once we know you're going, then we'll, you know, cause you're not, it's, it's not going to get the audience cause they're just going to, yeah. not going to want to click on it. And then of course, right away is like, holy <laughs> crap, she's got more audience than anybody else does, you know, over the last month or something. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. That was kind of awesome. Yeah. It was a good little, uh, I not, I guess not a told you so moment, but just a funny <laughs> oh, there's been so many of things like that, like the way people slag my my uh, blue Yeti microphone and and <laughs> my Windows operating system and all of those things. It's like, well, you know what? Screw you, because <laughs> you are you are <laughs> you're you are swimming upstream in a sense with uh, with a few things, and yeah. not like I mean, the blue Yeti thing is uh, ongoing. I think it's still a joke. I don't know. Tim for Tim, it probably isn't a joke, but the rest of us. Well, and for me, it's it's a joke and also not a joke too. Like I'm not oblivious to audio issues, and if I can get a better microphone, maybe I will. Um, but yeah, <laughs> but it's also a joke. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just want to pause for a sponsor break, and then we'll uh, we'll come back to discussing a bit of the podcasting gear and stuff like we we're talking about. Started talking about, and also. Um, just some more of the, I don't know, swimming upstream is a bad analogy. I'm, I'm, I've got terrible analogies and metaphors today. I shouldn't be trying to do anything. <laughs> we'll talk uh, about swimming. Yeah, swimming swim, upstream is yeah. true. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, for this episode, our sponsor is, once again, is Campaign Monitor. And uh, what they do, you have, are probably familiar with if you're, if you're familiar with this show, but they do amazing, easy to design, easy to send out newsletters. And we happen to use it here, the service here at goodstuff.fm slash newsletter. You can sign up for it. Sends out usually weekly. Um, and just a great little summary of, of what's going on on Good Stuff, podcasts of notes, listener highlights, and things like that. I put together the newsletter and it... Uh, their service and the, the template builder that they have called Canvas makes it super easy to get that out the door. Um, I'm often leaving it till the last minute and thinking it's going to take me a long time to put it together. And admittedly, putting grabbing content and stuff and writing stuff is probably the hardest part. Designing and, and building the newsletter is easy and uh, really simple with their template builder. So you can check out canvas.cm to check out a video of the, of the template builder or uh, visit campaignmonitor.com to get started today. Their iOS app has been updated for iOS 8 and iOS or iPhone 6 and 6 plus. Uh, it looks great on, on my iPhone 6 and you can sort of check, check out subscriptions and people who unsubscribe, hopefully not too many and, uh, and check out stats on recent sends of campaigns. So our thanks to campaign monitor for supporting good stuff and show me your mic. So, 
Yeah, talk talk about about swimming upstream. The wait, the joking one is obviously the we talk about the mic and the and using Windows in a <laughs> predominantly I want to say almost everybody else maybe is Mac. I don't know if I can say that definitively. Um, certainly not all the guests, obviously, or whatever. But um, and even right. in, within and maybe it's just because it's my circles of podcasting. There tends to be a pretty like heavy slant towards Mac users versus Windows users. So you're obviously like you're able to produce podcasts on a windows <laughs> no no you have a secret I, I, mac i go already. ask my kids to let, let me use their macs and yeah. yeah no it's a windows machine yeah so um yeah i i'm on windows um and uh i use audacity for editing post production uh cuz it's free and cuz work approves to have it installed on my machine um, I use a program called MP3 Skype Recorder 4.6 to record the Skype interviews. Obviously, I'm using Skype to talk to people. Um, and MP3 Skype Recorder is one that actually you, Chris, recommended to me when 15 minutes before my first interview, I'm like, and how do I record this? <laughs> so thanks for that. I didn't even remember doing that. That's good. <laughs> Because I was just going to ask you where you heard about that, that software, actually. <laughs> I, think you, I think you Googled it for me. Right. Oh, Google, yeah. I know. <laughs> uh, here's, there's this website with a field, and you type things into it, and it tells you where it is. Uh, yeah, I think that's about all I use uh, software-wise. And then you have a Blue Yeti, like you said. That- uh, yeah, I have a Blue Yeti. Um and I have a boom stand that it's on. Um, yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And you've used, I know on uh, one episode, you had tried using it in so an in-person oh, yeah. interview on, I think it was episode six. Yeah. 20,000 people laughing. Yeah. Where you had it yeah. In. So that was in, in person and I did no, no extensive testing before my, my office. I have a home office that I do all my recording in. And it's not great. It's all hard surfaces. <laughs> and, uh, but I love my office. So, whatever. <laughs> it's again priorities. Um, so, my friend Todd Peters came over for the conversation that we recorded for the podcast. And I just stuck the mic on the desk in between us um, in the Blue Yeti stand. Actually, I used the stand for that r- recording. And, um, and and then I didn't really do a test where I listened to how we were sounding and it was pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> but but the conversation was really good, so I put it out anyway. And but next time I think I would get another mic or um borrow a mic from somebody or something like that, uh, if I was gonna do another in person interview. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't it uh I think I I don't know, looking around my room where I record, it's a fairly like generic flat hard floors hard walls you know obviously the walls are (laughs) there's not a lot on the walls and i often wonder about what the sound would be would it because it doesn't feel like it it influences the room but certainly in a situation like you were describing where you've got two people talking into one mic planted between you there's a lot more things going on turn the gain way up and you're moving around in your chairs and somebody opens the garage door and yeah yeah it was a noisy noisy episode right (laughs) and yeah there is only so much you can do when you have obviously one mic there's a setting on the yeti right for like it has the three settings for doing like because it could it's not the yeti is terrible at that you could actually use it in a room obviously you know like you said a bit more better acoustics maybe would help 
Well, and I think being closer to the mic would have helped. Like Todd and I are friends, but we're not good friends. Right. (laughs) So we did sit a couple feet away from each other. Well, (laughs) probably each a couple feet away from the mic. So the Yeti has this... um, a switch on the back of it that lets that controls the pattern that it's supposedly the field of audio that it's picking up. So I did change it from the cardioid, which is what I use normally for just one person talking into it, into the figure eight or whatever it is, where it's looking for two fields from the front and the back of the microphone. And uh, so I did use that for that recording. Yeah. Right. But I think it would have been better. Um, it's designed for two people standing like a f- each, you know, six inches from the mic, not leaning back in their chair and moving backward and forward. And mm-hmm. yeah. which makes so. for, yeah, like an, an editing nightmare too for yourself after that. <laughs> yeah. So, which is one of those things where you learn, like, that's what's obviously. Well, right. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. If you don't you. try it, you never learn. And mm-hmm. I wasn't going to throw it out. It was decent. So, well, and the, this tendency for some folks, especially. I don't know, I find anyways, a lot of tech nerd folks is they get so worried that it won't go well or they need to know everything in advance that that then hinders them from actually ever recording that. Like some people, like myself, sometimes I know I would like, I wouldn't have even booked Todd until I had like planned to do all this stuff, but then I probably wouldn't end up ever having time to do all this stuff to test and prepare the mic and, you know, because as if I'm just going to call like use one of my kids, I guess I could have done (laughs) or whatever to test the recording with, but um yeah, so we are now doing a, an episode of, I guess we're grownups now, because for me, the perfectionist, I won't do that till I know I can do it perfectly thing went away as an adult. Like when I was about 32 or three, I'm like, yeah, well, I'll just try it. And mm-hmm. if I screw it up, who cares? Like, really, who is going to judge me for that? <laughs> I mean, don't listen if you hate it, <laughs> uh, but that affects me zero. Right. Um, so... Yeah. I think, I, I mean, I struggle with those hesitations as well, but I think you reach a certain level of maturity or just the desire to create, like Mm -hmm. you can stop yourselves a lot of ways, but there's only one, one way to do something and that's just to do it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that's, I think, um, a lot of, I have had, I know I've had a lot of false starts and I'm sure lots of other podcasters or or people who have attempted podcasting have done that where you record the thing, you listen to the thing, you delete it, you record it again, (laughs) delete it and don't even bother listening. You record it again (laughs) and then you spend two hours and then you delete it all and you go away frustrated because you're like, I'm stupid. I sound stupid. I can't talk or whatever. You know, I sound like garbage. The mic is bad and I don't have that fancy blue Yeti like Carrie does or whatever <laughs> the case may be. And, uh, and then it just sits and then you come back to it a month later. And yeah, I've done that a million times with, with stuff. And, uh, and it is like something, I don't know if it's maturity or experience, which I guess go hand in hand, but something clicked where even like to the point of doing daily ish, which is my, you know, just audio journal of myself <clears throat> talking, I could have never done that three or four years ago. I would have right. died of, stupidity and embarrassment or whatever <laughs> before I would have published an episode. Right. Um, and now, and how many people have publicly laughed at you for doing that for doing dailyish? Uh, two. Okay. So out of, <laughs> so, out well, of a know. few dozen, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah. It's still worth it. Right. Of the hundreds or so <laughs> people who download it. Yeah. It's like a 2% uh, feedback rate of laughter. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I can handle that. <laughs> exactly. And there's part of it too, I think, uh, without going too far down the 
I guess we're grown-ups podcast topic. We can save that for if I'm ever allowed to come <laughs> on your show. But that idea, I think having kids too helps. Like you see, yeah. and it, we, we've talked about Survivor. We're both Survivor fans. And you see like parents are on different reality shows of like, I just want to show my kid that you can, you know, push right. through and anything's possible. And I, you know, before, even before my kids were a certain age, I think it was kind of like, that's kind of hokey, like just do it or whatever. But then now my kids are old enough to sort of be observing me in, in situations and, uh, and are aware of that kind of stuff. And it, you know, definitely does affect you. It affects me anyway. Yeah. I'm, I've alluded to playing soccer a few times, but for me, that was a big part of it. Like there's a very public way to do something you're terrible at, um, but do it with dedication and repeatedly and your kids see it and your kids know that you lose and you win and you get hurt um, and you score and, you know, all of these good things come from just doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe they'll try stuff that they're not good at too. So have your kids ever listened, bring it back to podcasting, have your kids ever listened to your podcast? Um, no. And do, uh, do you listen okay. with uh, your partner, house, husband in <laughs> <My husband. laughs> around? Um, so no, um, the first couple, he would start playing it back with me in the room. Usually by the time I publish it and then make sure that it's, you know, gone up onto the website correctly, I'm sick of hearing it. I've listened to it three or four or maybe five times end to end. And so I'm, I don't listen to it again. Um, Mark will sometimes listen to it through the speakers. Uh, I don't think he's listened to all the episodes. Um, and yeah. So you're not, I, I'm, I, I think I Where still did have that go? pinned to my top of my Twitter page of like a little tip. If you want me to leave a room, just start playing a podcast that I'm on and I right. will vacate the premises, you know, fairly quickly. And it's not even like I was talking about before. I can listen to myself. I edit the podcast. It's listening. And I know that, you know, hundreds of people download this show and, and other shows we do and stuff. That, so I know there's hundreds of people out there hearing this thing, but in real life, having to sit there while I'm talking and even remembering some of the stupid things I say or, or attempts to be smart or whatever with another person in the room and having to hear their reaction yeah. or see or non-reaction or I don't know. Yeah. Although, you know, what has been fun is you and I will do this. Um, we're, we're sincere podcast nerds. Um, if you're listening to a recording I've done earlier, you'll like instant message stuff to me. We're on Slack. And so you'll Slack highlights to me as you're listening we call it zombie tweeting this is for the fans out there so chris (laughs) and i zombie tweet on slack not on twitter um each other's podcast back to each other and that's kind of fun like to see what the other person sort of laughs at or thinks is clever or whatever but not have to listen to your voice yeah again and see that's i would totally like if like say sue my wife is listening um i would totally dig like feedback that way or a friend or whoever right the an email or a text or whatever that way and which I love that's why it's fun to do and 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 knowing obviously a little inside baseball and stuff with related to people we know or whatever and and things like that um it's just kind of fun to poke fun or or laugh <laughs> or whatever at things that yeah. are said that other people might not get and and things like that but but yeah it's the yeah in person like ha- the idea of I could handle doing a on stage say live you know, the podcast sometimes do live events. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can handle doing like a live, whatever, intellectual radio program or something like that in a small little pub or something. But the idea of sitting with all those same people and listening back to a 
oh. podcast would be terrifying. Like I would never, I would not attend. <laughs> I would come down with some sickness, I think, before <laughs> I would let that happen. <laughs> Which would, would that, uh, this is just kind of interesting discussion, but like would that, would that scenario terrify you or would you be fine either way? I don't, like doing a conversation, a recording in a public place. Yeah. No, like where it's amplified I, mic not a mic. whole conversation. I would do an interview in a public place. Like actually, um, I would like some time to do a podcast where I go around and get more like what a reporter does where you right. get like snippets of people. Yeah. yeah. That kind of thing interests me. But the whole like, let's sit down and have a conversation in front of a group of people idea. Blah, I don't know. Yeah. It's funny how you can just make a subtle difference like on the internet versus in a bar. And it's like totally it. yeah. different. <laughs> Live to yeah. air versus recorded. Well, like I think I told you too with um, with this show. Or yeah, show me your mic, especially if I forgot which show we're, <laughs> we're talking. But, um, you know, the idea that I would talk to a complete stranger, like you're not a complete stranger, obviously, but other most of the other episodes are complete strangers who have never talked to before. Yeah. That idea is completely foreign to my in real world, you know, real life friends. Like they, they've told me too, like when they've, they don't listen to a lot of this, this show, especially because they're not into podcasting, but that the idea that I would just call up some stranger, you know, from Israel or from the United States or wherever they happen to be and talk for an hour is yeah. like completely, they, they just can't picture me as a person doing that, you know? Right. It's out of character for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is just whatever. Now we've gone, see, we should just, should have just done like a, cross-posted episode or something to <laughs> save you get you an, an episode <laughs> so the other thing i want to talk about is the the whole swimming upstream idea oh yeah the reverse escalator <laughs> yeah <laughs> wait what which analogy are we which metaphor no of being a woman in podcasting mm-hmm. and so uh, i think that it's a bit um so being a woman in podcasting Every once in a while you see people wringing their hands about where the women in whatever Mm -hmm. or where the visible minorities in whatever. I think women in podcasting, the the hand wringing there should be about women in tech podcasting. And even then, I think if you're asking yourself that question in 2014, it's probably just that you're not paying attention to the right uh, things because there are women in tech podcasting, doing good podcasts. And I'm not in tech podcasting, but I think the tech, the podcasting circles that, um, good stuff tends to be in. Yeah. Perhaps there is a, a bit of a, an upstream swim for, for women in it. Um, not a lot of women doing it. You see guys intentionally or, or maybe lack of intention making new podcasts all the time and not having a woman co-host, I, it's like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, but there are good podcasts out there with women talking about tech things. Um, that one overtired, I was looking at the other day. I need to start listening to that. That looks really interesting. Um, yeah, they're there. You might have to dig cause, cause the numbers are lower, but there's not zero. Yeah. And that's, I think maybe it's a, uh, yeah, including it in the other sort of swimming upstream ideas was maybe a wrong theme. Well, yeah. No, I think it's fair. Um, I think there's um, some barriers as far as it's technical to get your mic set up and to get all the software set up. And so there tends to be um, an, an 
an attitude, both amongst women and amongst men, that women won't be as inclined to do it because of those things. Um, I think I would like, if there are any women listening who are thinking about doing a podcast but thinking it would be too hard, it's not. I mean, yes, there are things, but like cooking a Thanksgiving dinner is harder than setting up your first podcast. <laughs> um, yeah. And and the guys don't actually know any more than you do. So, yeah, it's not. Mm-hmm. You don't need special training to do, to set up your own podcast. No, exactly. And that's, um, I think that's something, and you probably uh feel it i don't know if i have to write i'm not not to put it in your just say what you're gonna say no no i just mean like i'm trying to figure out what i'm gonna say because you you sort of feel it more because you're involved with this network where there it is primarily dudes that are doing it whereas if you just put out your show on its own and did a podcast on its own it's not like you would uh as acutely feel that tension maybe or whatever of of uh, being a lone woman in the midst of a bunch of guys doing podcasts or something i mean you you can look at itunes and see artwork and generalize about what what and who is doing what but um but certainly it wouldn't be on a network like we have right amplifies it in a sense i guess but yeah in a way yeah yeah all the people i have to turn to for advice are guys right yeah and that's where like um i've put out the call many times too to like because with show me your mic i guess for i I think i make i feel like i make it clear but i know there's new (laughs) listeners all the time but i Anybody can book on this show as long as you have five or six, ten episodes or whatever. And I, there's a link in the at goodstuff.fm slash SMYM, top of the page um, of each episode for where you can book in and schedule an appearance on the show. And and uh, that's how we're, I would say I've been blessed with, I don't know, um, of this, this is actually episode 60, but I, of the ep- 60 episodes, maybe I've had to book 20 myself. Uh, definitely the first 20 or so I had to hustle out and convince people to come on mm-hmm. this dumb new show. <laughs> um, and so it's, it, there's an open call obviously, and I've intentionally tried to encourage women to come forward and, and sought out women who to be on the show. Cause it's, I, I agree. Like I think it has, there's definitely more out there than what the, um, the vibe or the feeling is that there isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think you've also, you're also battling the fact that um, most women doing podcasting are also doing, like myself, eight other things in their life. And they're not really looking for another um, platform, especially if they're being invited because they're women. Mm-hmm. Um, and that admittedly may be counterproductive, although it's quite likely that their goal isn't necessarily more exposure. Um so I do keep my eyes out for you, for show me your mic in case I notice there are female podcasters out there who I think might you might be interested in interviewing for your show. And the other day I noticed one, it's a uh, podcast called Métis in Space that's put on by two uh, Indigenous Aboriginal women here in Canada. And they review movies and TV shows um, where episodes feature uh, Indigenous people and they critique it. They sort of watch the show and make snarky and or serious remarks about about how the Aboriginal people are being portrayed in the media. And uh, I've listened to an episode or two, and they're really good. Mm-hmm. And and a, I think I said, "Oh, you should contact these people." And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, I will." And well, no, I, <laughs> I was legitimately. <laughs> 
I, in the context of the conversation, I had we were talking about the fact of trying to find. I think prior to that, trying to find some more women to be on the show to highlight and whatever. And I had just finished doing it. I think or contacting a couple of women like the day before or something like that. And that was where you were kind of teasing me that as if I hadn't been trying or something like that, I think. Well, right. And you don't run by every time you ask somebody, you don't say, Hey, Carrie, I just asked three more women to be on show me your (laughs) mic. So sometimes when I go, here's a woman you could interview and you go, yeah, I'm booked till January. And I'm like, come on, try harder. Cause I push (laughs) you cause you're a good guy. And um, and you kind of snapped at me, which in <laughs> retrospect, fair enough. And, uh, I'm like, fine, if you're not going to like, if you're not going to just fit them in when I say so. Yeah. So anyway, it was kind of a funny moment, but, uh, about a few days later, they posted on Twitter, um, remarks aimed at academics who, um, want to sort of use them in their academic research or journalists who want to use them as examples of Aboriginal people in the media saying like, you can't just demand our time. We won't do your work for you. And we're not interested in doing anything for free. And I'm like, so I quickly send you these tweets and I'm like, Oh, maybe don't ask these <laughs> women right now. Like, So, so I think a lot of women in all areas, like women in tech feel this too, where there's this burden that you've got your real job of whatever your job is. Um, but you also are expected to speak for all women or be present for recruiting or put on women in technology events or, you know, interview as a woman podcaster. And, um, that can be exhausting and Mm -hmm. draining, especially if there is any sort of confrontation or um, having to prove that there is a women in X problem um, again and again and again. Like we get sick and tired of that um, and it's emotionally draining. And so I think what you may get as far as putting the call out, you know, can I have, can I interview women podcasters is, oh, another thing, you know, Mm -hmm. And, and you're not primarily asking me because you think the topic of my podcast is interesting. It's because I'm a woman. Like, um, so, I mean, it's a vicious cycle that there's no great answer to, but yeah, I feel for you, which is why (laughs) I help you. Right. (laughs) Cause it does, it does lend itself to a bit of that sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't feeling, um, which is not like that's, I can handle that feeling. It's not that's not, oh, what was me? So, but because it legitimately like, and the one, like the Métis in, Métis in space that you had sent was like, I listened to the episodes like, this is awesome. They're hilarious. They'd be awesome to talk with about, you know, just a podcast, like, and genuinely curious about, about there's, the there's, podcast. All, there's all the other things obviously that yeah. are interesting, but to me, it's like, well, I'm a podcast show. I want to talk to podcasters and I have, to be honest, like the, the greatest issue is not so much guys or girls. It's that tech podcasts are the podcasters who want to come on and that's like mm. that's off awesome and i i'm still just as curious about them but i know that there's a whole other world of discussions going on and and there have not that it's all been tech podcasters but that's just you know who is in this space aware that they could go out and seek to be on a show for example and they're not just sort of in a bit of a vacuum or whatever of right. their own little uh siloed podcast world like they're very aware of what all the podcast networks are and things like that um and so they seek those opportunities out like you said and 
guy or girl, but generally happens to be guys that kind of yep. tend to do that. So yeah, yeah, whatever. It'll it'll be fine. <laughs> well, and 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 I appreciate that you're open to it and interested in um, in interviewing women specifically, giving women a platform who might not necessarily know that there is a platform available. Um, I think that's for me when I am thinking about my life as a podcaster um, and if there is sort of any upstream swimming, it's nice to know that there are people who are willing to, you know, give you a boost um, as opposed to people who deny that there's a problem at all. And I think there are fields of podcasting where there isn't a problem. It's possible that, you know, comedy podcasting is well represented with women. I don't actually know. Right. Um, yeah. Whatever the science cooking is. podcasting, I'm sure has lots of women involved in like, you yeah. know, and I think there's mom podcasts and things like that. And yeah. The yeah, tech exactly. podcasting, especially, sorry, I keep interrupting. No, you. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> but yeah, there's the, and yeah, we, we, uh, at good stuff, certainly as a network, we're trying to get out of that sort of, uh, silo or bubble of, the only kind of podcast can be a tech podcast. That's because that's what we've, you know, we listen to maybe or whatever. Lots of, lot, a lot of the folks, founders anyways, listen to those kind of shows or businessy podcasts or whatever, which are all great or not. Well, they're not all great. There's some really crappy ones, but <laughs> the idea of doing that is not a terrible idea, but just kind of like, okay, we've been in this phase now for a year at good stuff and mm-hmm. listen to podcasts. I've been listening to podcasts for five or whatever years it's been. Maybe it's time to just explore and see what else is out there and, um, and you don't always, in my case, I'm, I'm not always so keen to hear why someone loves or hates the new Apple mouse as, as you know, enthusiastically as I was right. the first 2000 times or whatever. So, well, and I think the great thing about a podcast network is that really there doesn't have to be a theme to your shows. It's not like you listen to one right after another. Usually, mm-hmm. um, you can find themes and, and I think, I guess we're grownups now fits all right in with the other podcasts. I mean, that are on good stuff. Yeah, exactly. I think that's where that's all, that's what I'm really excited about. The, if I can put my good stuff owner, founder, whatever hat on, is just that there's you know there's connecting points between all of them. You know, you could draw a line from your show to say Garth's web friends, maybe yep. where he's talking about life with these creative folks in a little bit more of an interview style. But there's obviously tech relations there, or tech interests as well. But then from that, maybe to uh, um, the East Wing, where Tim's talking to folks on a designy, creative bent. It's you know similar idea, and and yeah, everything in between that we the daily kind of sh- journaly shows and and stuff like that. So yeah, and my next um, episode or episodes is um, a conversation with Adam Clark, and I think it is going to touch on a lot of the things that he talks about on the Gently Mad, and that he talks about on Terp, and but it will introduce it to quite likely a different audience that being, I guess we're grownups audience. So, and it was completely relevant. The conversation is completely relevant to the, I guess we're grownups now themes. So yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not going to turn into a podcast where I just interview other people on good stuff. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but bringing back to podcasting, that's, that is the, there's a ongoing, like hopefully you don't pay attention to any of this really and you just do your podcast whoever you are that's listening right now but there's a, uh, every so often there's the discussion of 
our podcast network's a good thing for podcasts or not. And it mm. requires a lot of hand-wringing and blog posts and, and medium.com articles and things. And and we, like, you could say it's a terrible time to have a podcast network or a great time. And I don't really know. We're just doing what we do. And, and we didn't set out with, like, trying to tap into some market synergy <laughs> whatever thing zeitgeist. zeitgeist thing yeah to to jump on and, and ride this podcasting network wave or anything like that it was just kind of like this will be easier to do with people that we right. do it with and rather than going solo and so that was the main uh goal initially anyway so um but i forget where my point was um go good stuff i guess yeah where, yeah <laughs> where it lands um so i guess end that f- discussion with the idea if you have a podcast, if I haven't made it clear, I'd love to talk to you. Link will be in the show notes, goodstuff.fm slash SMYM. And I tweet it out occasionally from the Twitter account, Twitter or at, we don't say twitter.com, what am I doing? At SMYM underscore FM is the show me my Twitter account. Um, I think we've talked about, yeah, your gear, your what you do. We uh, A new thing I'm doing is um, posting a picture of the podcaster's sort of home studio or whatever oh. kind of setup. So if you can, uh, at some point in the next little while, take a nice yep. picture and doesn't have to, you don't have to clean up the room, but just <laughs> whatever. Um, I'm mid renovation. So oh, you'll get what you get. Yeah. And that'll be on the, in the episode, episode 60 with Carrie. Um, but what I do want to, I always end the show with is just hearing some podcasts that you listen to and then also apps or whatever that you listen to them on. So, um, I don't know if you have your podcast playing device of choice handy i almost always listen at my desk while i'm working or after hours while i'm web browsing so it's almost always off of um the web browser interesting Uh, i don't have an app that i i don't commute and when i'm out and about i'm usually paying attention to other things so i don't have a way like i don't have mobile listening time um so So mostly i'm just sorry i was just saying i say you don't even like you don't subscribe to a nope. show per se you just go visit I remember to, yeah that's right you're like the worst possible listener <laughs> no. thank you <laughs> just kidding no it's true and i miss out like um if the podcast has a twitter feed i'll follow it to get if i really want every episode right um but yeah i don't i don't subscribe to anything i am a bad bad listener <laughs> um but so i'm listening through you know chrome or whatever um so then I can't really trust which podcast you listen to because how do you even... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't even know. How do I'll I even know? Well, it's not a hugely long list. I'm not a big podcast listener. Um, my work isn't very conducive to you simultaneously listening to podcasts. Um, what The first podcast I really listened to with any sort of dedication was Back to Work. Um, I love Merlin. <laughs> Um, and, and I listened to you, uh, you look nice today as well. I mean, I realize that predates back to work, but I went back and listened to you look nice today, which was very funny. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to Terp and Dailyish and show me your mic occasionally. Um, I get picky and choosy with whether I listen to show me your mic based on, honestly, based on the guest. Uh, if it's, if it's a woman, I'll listen. <laughs> So there's that. There we go. So you get an extra listener. That's like extra motivation. <laughs> exactly. Thanks um, for that little plug, by the way. That's, uh, I'll give you your money later. Oh yeah. Anytime. Yeah. Um, it's okay. Kyle's getting all the money. <laughs> you can cut that. <laughs> it's okay. Um, like the rest of the planet, I'm listening to cereal. 
And I do not think that Adnan is guilty. But that <laughs> often changes between yeah. like three or four times an episode. Uh, I listened to Sawbones, which is a hilarious episode. Uh, it's a hilarious podcast about medicine. It's a husband and wife uh, co-hosts who are doctors, um, Sydney and Justin McElroy. And they're both medical doctors and they will pick a topic um, and do a medical history of that topic. So they'll talk about gout or they'll talk about uh, allergies or they'll talk about immunizations or whatever, um, you know, blindness or mm-hmm. leprosy. And and they'll talk about medical history. It's not about diagnosing anybody or like whatever, but they'll talk. Show or something, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's very much a rundown of what the history of this particular medical issue is. And Justin plays the funny guy and Sydney plays the straight man. And it's uh, really, uh, really entertaining to listen to. Hmm. Um, and I've listened to quite a few episodes of the broad experience with Ashley Milne tight, who you had on a few mm. episodes ago. Uh, it's quite good and relevant to my life. Um, there is an old podcast, uh, that's now out of, they don't, they no longer record, but it was awesome. It was called experts on everything. <laughs> <laughs> and the two hosts were not only very smart, but also good looking. Right. Exactly. I couldn't agree more with that, actually. Right. So experts on everything was Chris and Mize. Uh, Chris and Mize. <laughs> Professional that, podcaster. That is the correct grammatical construction of that sentence. Yeah. A parenting podcast, which really was quite good, and we should do it again sometime. Yeah, we've long hinted, teased, interim yeah. I don't know if we've ever publicly teased it, but uh, of just like a good stuff. There's a lot of parents or or people who need yeah. parents or people who are hoping we to have be parents. like 30 kids in the good stuff family <laughs> right. or something like that garth has most of them yeah exactly but uh yeah hinting at some sort of show that should do something with all these people and the experiences yeah. they have but uh yeah someday um also i listened to um dnto and spark which are cbc radio programs that also have podcast versions of them i usually listen to them on the radio though but I think they count because they're sort of the storytelling um, style that I like in a podcast, in that style of podcast. Um, DNTO is um, short for definitely not the opera with Sookie and Lee. And I think she's just creative and smart and whimsical and awesome. Um, and Spark is uh, more science related, I think. They have a, yes, yeah, tech yeah like bent too if you're like there's i know well speaking of merlin man he's been on that on spark a few times like they'll sort of bring in an right. expert or whatever on yeah. a topic and and uh get them to talk about the thing yeah there's both of those shows i i lean towards spark more myself but definitely like just great storytelling in a about a topic like as opposed mm-hmm. to a theme yeah one person just talking about it and and interviewing somebody and not really doing a great edit on it 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 does a really good she does her and her team anyways do a great job yep. yeah yes yeah and i think it's worth noting that things like serial and dnto are staffed yeah they have people <laughs> and budgets and uh yeah so I, and it's okay to like both kinds yeah. of podcasts the mom and pop shop stuff that i do and the awesomeness that is serial or dnto or 
Yeah. What happened? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's we don't we don't all have to do one or the other. Yeah. <laughs> one is not dead just because the other one is thriving. <laughs> That's the other what? podcasting world debate. Oh, straw man. Good stuff. Ne- or I mean, networks versus individuals, and heavily produced, and like as if it's a one or a zero a bit. Right, or that one can't change into the other, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's a rant for another show. <laughs> a meta rant because it would be ranting about all the rants. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Well, before we devolve or evolve into uh, too many, just uh, Carrie and Chris chatting about stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we'll cut off the podcast, anyways. Uh, where can folks find you uh, on the internets, Carrie? So my podcast is at uh, goodstuff.fm slash grownups or grownups underscore FM on Twitter. And my personal Twitter account, which is probably the easiest place to find me, is at K-A-R-I, which I will spell for you, K-A-Y-A-Y-A-R-A-I. Yeah. Put a link in the show notes. Yeah, exactly. I always love it when you say it's probably the easiest place to find me is, and then it's like this... (laughs) Insane, <laughs> like number or letters and words that letters that uh, all rhyme, rhyme and, and kind of like you, it just yeah. jumbles together in your brain. I'm sure for some folks they hear it and they're like, "Oh yeah, I got it." And Chris, you're an <laughs> idiot. Know. But like I, every time you say it on a podcast, I'm like, I still don't know what it is. <laughs> after I like. hate my handle so much. <laughs> yeah, that's a that'd be an episode for for grownups. Uh, well, picking your internet handle. I think I, I, okay, here's my genius, um, podcast idea. It would be short episodes and it would be how you got your handle. Right. Oh yeah. Um, Really tiny episodes, like five to 10 minute interviews with somebody, just one person, each episode, how you got your handle or who else, like, tell me something interesting about your handle basically is what the Mm. show would be. That's my next podcast. See, I got, I'll give you a little teaser of that idea for me is the, on Facebook when they had their like get book your name, which this is an internet handle thing. This is just uh, yeah. vanity. No, no, URL. this is relevant to my podcast, my fictional <laughs> podcast. Exactly. Every podcaster has a new podcast coming soon. Um, sure. But it, I booked, you know, facebook.com slash Chris ends right away. Cause I'm a nerd and just sitting at the computer, obviously I, and then about like a month later I got an email or Facebook message. It must've been a Facebook message from another Chris ends somewhere in the States who was really angry, like really <laughs> angry that I had t- taken it and uh, was upset that I wasn't posting as much or whatever. I don't remember when this was exactly as far as privacy and stuff, but I'm sure I had private stuff that he wasn't seeing, but, um, and he was just angry that I had grabbed that and was, you know, kind of asking me to give it up or whatever. And I, I, re- I remember I replied, you know, nicely rather than just like, you know, ignoring or being a jerk replied. And, and then he replied back saying, Oh, okay, well that's good. I'm glad, you know, it was like the typical <laughs> internet thing of like rage, but then actually I'm not really that mad. Right. <laughs> just, it just was like, a. I got all my aggression out in that one email and then I was okay. So anyway, I was uh, kind of worried like, I was going to have a Chris drunk, fight. I was drunk when I sent it and I'm sober when I'm reading your response. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, okay. uh, thanks, Gary, for coming on. Show me your mic. Finally, thanks. episode 60. Uh, and, uh, and my thanks to Campaign Monitor, of course, for sponsoring good stuff and show me your mic. I mentioned already the Twitter account, S-M-Y-M underscore F-M. Speaking of bad Twitter handles. <laughs> I can't really judge you too badly on that one. And uh, good stuff underscore FM is the good stuff Twitter account, which you can follow. And uh, we will be back. I'll be back next week with another show me your mic. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. <laughs>